Hello and welcome to Christmas Movie Spotlight Special Edition. And I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my lovely friend, confidant, colleague, and everything else under the sun you can think of, Pam. Hey, Pam, how are you? Hey, I'm still freezing in Chicago. <laughs> I know. It's like... um. <laughs> It's November, we have to remember that, and it's not already, you know, frigid January, but they said it best here in North Carolina. They said we were having January in November, and I believe it, because mm-hmm. we have been just sub-freezing temperatures, believe it or not. We've had 20s at night. We've had 30s during the day. Um this came on a little too quick, but I must tell you, it kind of goes with the season perfectly, so... um so anyhow, well, I know you're freezing far more than I am, but I hope you're staying yeah. warm. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, we have the heat on. It was only minus six last night, so we'll live. <laughs> only minus six. Yeah, you'll make it. You know, that's for sure. You're all surviving. Um, well, we are. We're so very excited to bring you not only the special edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight, but this is our very first episode of what we like to call. Christmas Time Machine. It is a brand new segment that we are rolling out as of tonight to bring you interviews with very special guests and legends in the world of entertainment. And I tell you, to roll out our this segment of our show, our first guest, it is so fitting that he was able to be our first guest. And Pam and I, when we when we were able to book this interview, we have been over the moon since, from the time we booked it to the time we spoke with him, as you will see during the interview, to now. I don't think we've come down off of the cloud yet. Absolutely and not. <laughs> he's, a, he's a tough act to follow, folks. And we're just still kind of speechless through it all. It was amazing, and we're still pinching ourselves going, did that really just happen to us, you know? Um and and part of that I'm saying in jest and part of it I'm saying in all seriousness because of who this is. And I'm talking about none other than the iconic Ed Asner. And what a real treat and honor it was to be able to speak with him. He is still acting, still very active. He has a gazillion projects in the hopper that have yet to be produced and released. He has he has done that many and more in his history and career and just an amazing individual and such a delight I don't even know if delight's the right word to use but it it was just such a wonderful unique opportunity to be able to speak to someone like him um who is incredibly short on time is always busy is very actively working doesn't stop doesn't slow down and to give us some of his time is something I think Pam and I will never, ever forget as long as we live. Absolutely. I I just, it's surreal. Um, we've, mm. Dawn and I have been doing radio for years um, uh, together and separately, and uh, never in our wildest dreams did we think that we would ever get to speak with Ed Asner. Uh, you know, you reach for the stars, as they say, and... Uh, you hold your breath and you just wait to see what happens and and it's it happened <laughs> it definitely <laughs> happened <laughs> and it it really it kind of puts things in a whole different 
perspective of why you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, we don't get paid to do the show, but the rewards that we, you know, our payment comes in being able to speak to someone like him and mm-hmm. all the many other actors that we've, we've spoken to throughout our career. But it was incredible, to say the least. Um, our time with him was very treasured. We learned a lot. He he was funny. He made us laugh, um, you know. And if you and I know, with Ed, you've seen him in many many things through throughout the years, and um, so many movies, too many to name, really. Um, so he is just a delight in person to speak with, and I would say kind of true to form to what you see on screen, wouldn't you, Pam? Uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, he's definitely a television legend. Um, mm-hmm. And just a little FYI, he's the winner of seven acting Emmy Awards, which puts him tied with Mary Tyler Moore, both of whom ranked second to their Mary Tyler Moore show co-star, Cloris Leachland, who has nine so that wow. was kind of surprising to me because I almost thought that Ed would have the most, but yet those ladies are just as talented, so you can understand that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, definitely. Uh, he's, he's also been nominated 20 times for an Emmy Award with 17 nods for a Primetime Emmy and three for a Daytime Emmy Award. And I would say that all his wins, uh, he deserved each and every one of them. Oh yeah, he is a he is a winner by and large, um, and just has a personality that is just as big. Um, so Pam and I are thrilled to bring you this special edition of Christmas Movie Spotlight Christmas Time Machine, and our interview with special guest, the legendary iconic Ed Asner. Yes, and once. Before, this is where I normally say, enjoy the show, but if you are listening to this show on November 15th, when we're airing it, and you're on social media, and you follow Mr. Ed Asner on Twitter, which he is at the one, oh, let me make sure I get this right, the only Ed Asner is his Twitter name, please wish him a very happy 90th birthday. And enjoy the show. Hi, uh, folks. This is Ed Asner. And you're listening to the enchantment of Pam and Dawn. Pam, spelled backwards, is map. Dawn, spelled backwards, is nod. So pick the one you like and dig in. Thank you so much, Mr. Asner, again for calling in, and I'll go ahead and get started with my very first question for you, and that'll be, with your vast career and numerous upcoming projects, what keeps you interested in acting? I take energy from it. You take, that's, a good, that's a good answer. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's sweet, simple, and to the point. Yep. And it's not a lie. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. I've heard that. (laughs) Yeah, you've been known to be. And, um, well, what was your, everybody is 
very familiar with your vast career, but what was your first professional acting job? Not that vast. I've lost uh-huh. weight. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your first professional acting job, and what did you learn from it? Well, it wasn't a job. It was in college. It was uh, Thomas a. Beckett and Murder in the Cathedral by T.S. Eliot. What did I learn from it? I learned that uh, I had to become an actor. Or I should say, I learned that I was an actor and could get better. And we are so glad that you decided to pursue that. We really are. (laughs) Now, the role of Lee Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show was so believable. And how much of yourself did you use to make that character who he was? Well, I use whatever I've got. If it's weight, I use it. If it's my deep, beautiful voice, I use that. If it's my baldness, I try to overcome that. (laughs) It's an ingratiating smile. I drop those like Hot peppers. Yeah. So I, I, I use whatever I've got. And and it all works. Even if you think that your baldness shouldn't, it does <laughs> at a certain point. It's so I, far. <laughs> okay. It's it's good to kiss, by the way, my baldness. Yeah. <laughs> so if I run into you, I'll lower my head. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that works for us. And you kiss it. <laughs> yes. All yes. Right. Instead, instead of extending your hand with a ring on it, we'll we'll kiss your your head. That's right. Because yeah. I'd lose the ring if I extended it to you. Yeah. Knowing that you're a petty thief. <laughs> but with my ring, it wouldn't be so petty. Right. Exactly. And so we didn't want to take that chance. All right. So what is your favorite memory of working with Mary Tyler Moore? It was all delicious. All delicious. She was uh, totally generous, giving, surrendering, offering, suggesting. Uh, And if you stunk... She'd find a way to get you to know that, too. Oh. She never never... used that on me, though. No, no, because you don't think so. (laughs) I I probably did, personally, but not as a character. Right. (laughs) Now, which role has been the most challenging for you to play? As what? Any role. Oh, which you, role? Yeah. The most challenging? Yes. Oh. First of all, when they come to me, they come to me expecting me to easily fit into whatever they're offering me. <clears throat> so generally speaking, I don't have to do a lot of jimmying to make a role fit. Um, when... Um, When I agreed to do 
rich man, poor man. And I made exotic plans on um, what, uh, what kind of limp I'd have. I got the wardrobe to agree that they'd have a uh, built-up shoe for me to help create the limp, this and that, so on and so on. I wasn't sure about the accent. I did all that preparatory. I got there. The uh, the limp wasn't fitted into the wardrobe. I had to practice the accent. I had to scramble to make it all work. And I agreed to limp. I just do, did it without a lift in the wardrobe, and it worked perfectly. So your own resources are the best expert to check. That's well, such and great. Go ahead. Go ahead I, I was going to say that's such a great idea, and, and it's, I'm glad that you figured out how to make it work. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to wake you guys up whenever I finish an answer. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. We're very, very um, fascinated and intrigued. And yeah. you, know, you were yeah. you were speaking about how um, just now how you made that all work. And one of the things that I've always been curious about um, with any actor, but is, you know, how – hard or easy is it for you to learn a dialect, a unique dialect for a role? Like, for example, in Christmas in the Bayou, on the Bayou, you know, um, which is based in Louisiana, the setting for the film, that was a heavy Louisiana accent, Cajun accent. How did you master that? Was there anything in particular you had to do, or did that just come natural? Or, you know, is there any special magic formula that goes into that? Well, I didn't, I didn't know that it was that heavy an accent, but uh, I come from Kansas, Kansas City. It's not too far removed from New Orleans and, um, and the Cajuns. So, uh, and I had done um, a couple of films with Cajun in it, so I knew the accent fairly well. I'm not a quick study, but I'm not a dummy either. So uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm honored to hear you say that it was a thick accent. Well, you make it look so easy on screen, and for me personally, if I were trying to do that, I think it would be so it would be such a challenge because I kind of liken that to learning a a different language, for example, and how that can be a very big challenge. Um, some languages are easier to master than others, so I would almost envision that learning a dialect of sorts would be kind of along those same lines some would be easier to pick up than others um but um but that's that's really that's good to know and um and for that i want to ask what has been the most rewarding part of your career Uh, well the fact that i didn't have to change jobs the fact that I didn't have to, there was a time there where 
times were lean, and I would go out and buy the Saturday night paper to look at the one ads for Sunday, thinking I could supplement my income. But fortunately, uh, I wasn't right for any of the jobs they were offering. Didn't either have the education or the experience. So I had to stick with acting. Well, and I made it off. I tell you, Mr. Asner, we just can't say enough that we're so glad you stuck with acting because you have just you have wowed audiences for many, many years and people you were just so beloved by your fans and um anyone that's ever seen your work is just amazed by it. And Pam and I can certainly attest to that. And but you know that in all the things that you've done in your career, have you ever thought about going behind the camera at any point? Never did. Uh, if I thought of it, it was a fleeting thought. Uh-huh. But if I have suggestions to make, I do them in front of the camera to my fellow actors uh, who take it in good stead. Um, it's uh, most directors. I don't know. Very few directors are live wires, and um, I like to be a live wire. Mm. Makes sense to us. Mm. <laughs> now, if if you I, could, I, I, there's a lot of wait time, a lot of responsibility too. Exactly. Uh, excuse me. I uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I like the waiting around. I don't like uh, no. I like the responsibility. I like the me 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 of being an actor. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, that huh? that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I'm sure that when you give out, you know, a little bit of advice here and there, there's a lot of people that appreciate that. Well, thank you. I, um, I, um, there are actors I want to scream at for, um, butchering a role, but most of the time it's been just strictly pleasurable. Because most of the actors have been well cast, and you can relax and throw yourself in the hammock and just swing. <laughs> yeah, that that's the best. Now, if you could bring back something from the golden age of Hollywood, what <clears throat> would you bring to Hollywood now, and why? Oh, Rita Hayworth in her heyday. Mm-hmm. Was the greatest hottie that ever lived. Right. Um, right. I dug her the most. Yeah, that's it. I just absolutely love to go back and watch the black and white movies, and that those are my favorite. Um, uh, the acting just seems so different from the way it is now, the way they made movies and and even TV series. There's just nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and um, uh, 
it seems like they felt they were royalty, even though they knew they weren't. Mm-hmm. They they knew that they their size was as big as the cinema image. That's pretty damn big. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, yeah. And it, and it came across that way to viewers. Yeah. Uh, who who saw the work? I mean, it it, it really. These folks from that era were larger than life, and it just, I think it enhanced the pictures all the more because yeah. of it. Well, I think I was as influenced by the character actors who filled those movies, the, the stock company that every studio had. Hi. My black cat just came up and said hi. Oh, oh hi. <laughs> I have a kitty. I love cats. <laughs> well, you love cats, but boy, he, this guy's a lucky son of a gun, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. We've got coyotes in the neighborhood. And mm. uh, uh, my uh, wife had rescued a, a cat, a feral cat. Some four or five years ago, and uh, she had the screens doors open to um, let the air circulate in the house. Nobody was home, and um, this cat was in the living room dozing away, and uh, Coyote came up on the outside of the screen punched out, or in, I should say. I went in and grabbed the cat and took him off. Oh, my. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry that that happened. It's, it's, I hear about those things all the time. You know, we don't have that issue here in Chicago, um, but I have relatives that live in California, so I do hear about coyotes and things like that out there. Well, they um, they exist on, in in Chicago as well. Uh, they're all over the country, and mm-hmm. I'd like to go out and kill this son of a bitch who. <laughs> they're here. Believe who, me, uh, took that they're cat. Very, they're very but, rampant. Uh, in he's got to eat, doesn't he? He's got little ones to feed. Mm. I do the same. Yep, for sure. Right, right. They're they're just being who they are. That's it. I mean, there's yeah. really not a whole lot you can do about that. That's nature. So, you know, since this is a Christmas show, we'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you any Christmas questions. So you've had roles in quite a few holiday movies as Santa. How do you handle playing Santa when there are kids in the movie or on set that may still believe? Uh, do what? How do you handle playing Santa Claus in movies when there's kids on the set or in the movie that may still believe in Santa? Oh, I believe I'm he. There you go. I give him a ho, 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 and I slap on the head. <laughs> and, uh, they fall down in a wall. <laughs> They better believe in me or I'll knock them dead. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
And yes, here I am. It's spoken like a true Santa, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Mr. Asner, before we wrap up, we always like to play a little fun game. It's Christmas related. It's a five question lightning round. There are no wrong answers, and uh, we just like to find out, you know, for curiosity's sake, some fun things um, about your favorite things about Christmas. And um, the first Free one sex. is. Oh well. <laughs> well, let me ask the question first. Oh, uh-huh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, this may actually you may have answered the question. The first question I'm going to ask you, which is your favorite Christmas tradition? So, <laughs> oh, like I told you, free sex. <laughs> there is no free sex, though. People end up marrying the sexual object and pay for it all their lives. Oh, my goodness. That is a, a, a different perspective, but you're probably right. Well, fancy that. Fancy that. And, well, okay, and the next one is your favorite Christmas song. Oh. Um. Most, um, the Christmas song, uh, what's in the, uh, Nat King Cole. Yes, what a classic. Yeah. All right, I love your, your favorite Christmas movie. Favorite Christmas movie? Uh-huh. Did you say? Yes, favorite Christmas movie. Well, you know what it is. How silly. Uh-huh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Elf. I, I, what else? Elf. <laughs> of course. Oh, God. Well, I could have said that, but there are so many favorite Christmas movies. That could I don't them. care. <laughs> There's only one, Don. There's only one. All right. Hot toddy or hot chocolate? Um... It all depends on how I feel. Mm. If I if I want to sweep my mouth, hot toddy. I mean, a hot chocolate. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, if I feel like I want to celebrate, uh, hot toddy. Okay, that works. And last but not least, white lights or colored lights? Well, they each have their place. They each are effective and desirable. I won't answer that. <laughs> well, you did, though. The more the merrier. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you can't go wrong yeah. either way. It's a win. I'll even take, I'll, I'll even take black light. <laughs> black light? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that works too. I don't believe in discrimination. Right. Yeah, there exactly. You. <laughs> there you go. Well, that concludes the lightning round, and um, thank you so much for playing along. We appreciate that. Well, I like to play with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank you for taking the time uh, to join us tonight. We're over the moon talking with you and and okay. finding out more about yourself and we look forward to all your upcoming projects as you have many 
Yeah. And uh, and and watching even some of the things that you've already done. I mean, it's it's always a good thing to go back and watch those as well. So you take care of yourself and happy holidays to you and your family. If you make it to California, you're gonna come look me up. We will, we will, and we'll be waiting for you to lower your head. Okay. <laughs> You're on, sister. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mr. Hesner. We'll make it. All right. Take care. Thank you both. Bye-bye. You're Bye-bye. welcome. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X-M-A-S-M-U-V-I-E-S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M-U-V-I-E-S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.